0: This is Being Single and Happy with Parim Ladakh, a podcast about nurturing joy in life as a single person. Welcome to all of our listeners, wherever you are. And I'm here to introduce a new podcast series called Being Single and Happy. Now, you may wonder why being single and happy is important. But for me, it it is, and it was, because over the course of my lifetime, I got tired of being asked, you know, who's your partner, why are you not married? And I'm at a point in life where I can actually share some of my reflections on how I have arrived at the place where I can call myself single and happy. And so, you know what, I thought it might be, a it might be useful to just share a few ideas with you about what led me to that outcome. And, you know, uh, the, the, the other thing is, by the way, I mean, there is a lot of people out there who are single and who may not be happy. And so this is for every one of you who may be in a relationship, may not be in a relationship, Uh, to just, you know, sort of listen to what we have to say in this podcast about, you know, what it means to be single and happy. So for this reason, I thought it was a good idea, you know, share my thoughts. And uh, I hope you appreciate them because this is all about you. Thanks for dialing in. Thanks for listening in. And before I move on, I would love to introduce my to very, very special friends and distinguished co-anchors, Michelle and Ahmed, who have very graciously offered to support me in this endeavor of getting this message out. So without much ado, let me move over to Michelle and ask Michelle to introduce herself and then we will get on with the program.
1: Sounds great. Karim, thank you for inviting me to be part of this. When you first mentioned it, it was a, the gut never lies, right? And the minute you brought this up, I was like, I am so in. It is a hard yes. And only because it is a message that your life is a true reflection of what it does mean to be single and happy, not just in theory, but practically. And as a friend, I've gotten to know you quite well over the last 5 years. I was in a relationship for, you know, almost 10 years through pretty much all of my 30s, and the one thing that I now realize it is so true that in order to have any kind of healthy relationship with anybody, it's based off of having a healthy relationship with yourself. Being part of this, it's, you know, the different topics that came up, I'm like, yeah, like in getting to know ourselves a little better and getting different perspectives. You know, I, I want to learn from your experience. I want to learn from Ahmed's experience and have a good time in the process and hopefully inspire everyone out there listening. Because the one thing that is certain is that, you know, being single, whether you are partnered or even having to spend time on your own, it is possible to be single and happy. Thank you for your generosity in sharing this. and. Yeah, not just sharing your wisdom with me, but with everyone listening. This is awesome. You know,
2: I'm just sitting here smiling because I have all the fuzzies just for the past five minutes, you guys talking about it. So as, as both of you have mentioned, like this is something that's very close to me. Um, I'm going to call myself the odd one out because in this podcast, as of right now, I'm in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for seven years and I'm really happy but that wasn't always the case, right? As as a queer person coming from a conservative background, um, you pretty early on have this idea that there's a good possibility that you might end up single, and because of that, um, you know I was aware of the fact that sing- being single is a possibility for me. But was I okay with that? I would say right now, absolutely not, right? Like I was looking into um, the fear of being single and what does that mean for me, and I was you know, associating myself with different people. Um, So I think there's there's something in there for myself or my old self to learn and share as well um, around our toxic paths. Also the other thing that, as Michelle mentioned, when when you're in a relationship, you also recognize that to be healthier and more confident in that relationship, you need to know yourself better. You need to be able to explore yourself better. And you need to be able to sit in your individualism um, and be content with it. So I think the conversation is very much topical for everyone, whatever their relationship status is, whatever their sexual status is, you know, whatever their age is, because it's a very human conversation. We all need to know ourselves better, whether we plan to be single or not plan to be single or find ourselves single at some point. Oh, so that's, that's where this conversation would be um and 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 as michelle said i do want to add that you know we've been brainstorming this the idea of this podcast for a while what this would look like and honestly this has been a therapeutic process for myself we've shared so many nice stories with each other i love them even more coming out of this process and i'm sure you know it's only going to increase as we as we explore this project together so i'm hoping that you guys also will see those gems and wisdom in there and be able to take away from from this conversation into your into your regular lives. So yeah, I, I think this is where we can probably start talking about, you know, what to expect from this podcast. And how, maybe the first question I wanna ask you guys is, how excited are you to do this, Karim and Michelle?
1: When we were having the conversation about the different episodes that this podcast was gonna entail, when the first one being self-acceptance and, I'm really looking forward to this one myself as someone who grew up um, in religion. Uh, My mother was born into a Catholic family, converted to born-again Christianity when I was six. So growing up, knowing that I was gay, (laughs) it was an interesting dynamic to put it lightly, but it's been quite a journey to accept myself fully. And I know that both of you, Coming from your respective backgrounds, you know, I'm curious to find out your path to self acceptance as as well as sharing my own, because again, you are mirrors for me and for everyone listening. So, yeah, this was this was something I was really excited to discuss. So, what about you, Karim?
0: Oh wow, there was so much in that, Michelle. You know, there was so much depth. It's, it's such a loaded subject, right? Because you know, self acceptance. Just oh my goodness! I mean, you know, you, you know, we just need to de-layer, and 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 in in in, in the in the process of self expect acceptance, <laughs> Expectance, acceptance, you know, acceptance. Yeah. yeah. So we just we, we just need to kind of just de-layer, and understand you know, what boundaries there are, that are stopping us. And once we start understanding, and there is not one boundary, there are many boundaries, you know, whether it's being, you know, whether it's being, you know, you know sexual orientation and gender orientation, like all, all of that stuff, you know, you know, we just need to deconstruct every single one of them at least that was my journey mm-hmm. and in the book that i wrote the cosmopolitan nomad you know i talked about cards and the way the universe lets out you know uh, uh, you know just what life is and and the cards that are played to us and how we deal with those cards and so the whole self-acceptance journey for me, at least, was just de everything, you know? And it, it's interesting because, because, you know, it's not until I came out as a gay man that I was able to explore my South Asian identity. And the moment I delayered one, the other one came up, and then the other one came up. And, and so the process of self, self-acceptance is not, you know, kind of a binary thing. It's a layered thing. Mm-hmm. And this is how, you know, we come out to be the people we are. And for me right now, I, I you know, I've been through a lot in life, but I'm going to tell you, you know, it, it's just a matter of accepting what, you know, it's just a matter of listening actually to, to you know, to what, what life is telling you, what your body is telling you. And then uncovering those and accepting them, um, it's not a it's not a simple journey, but it's not a complicated journey either. Because you know, if you have clarity in what you are pursuing, then you get to the bottom of things. Sort of answer your question, Michelle?
1: Yeah, it's like you're pretty much saying that it's the it's an integral place to start.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I
2: think it's it's very important, there as well, to what you said about the layers, right? It's self-acceptance is never a stop in a journey or a milestone that you can achieve. It's always the thing that's happening at the back, right? So where you are in that spectrum, you know, I think the intent should be just to grow. and And Karim, what you said about right now, the different layers resonated so well with me as well, you know, with the brown identity, a Muslim identity, a South Asian identity, a queer identity. You know there's always something that we're unpacking and as we do we're just being kinder to ourselves and getting better to knowing ourselves and also what we expect from the world as well so so well said yeah so and i I think that's that's for me as well in terms of very much you know know yourself to love yourself and then be able to um explore and invest in yourself properly as well to make sure that you're growing in that right path let's just talk about the investing in ourselves as well, because that is also a topic that we do want to discuss in this series. So Kareem, what are your thoughts on investing in oneself?
0: Just a small teaser of what people should expect. So I think the whole idea of investing in ourselves is about looking inward. And I've had so many decisions in my life that I've had to make when I, uh, when I when i when when i cannot possibly look outside for an answer and i have to look inside for an answer okay so that's the first point the second point is just investing in yourself as a human being you know giving yourself the time to nurture the thoughts that are going in in, in your head mm-hmm. Eliminating the biases that, that, that society has offered us, right or wrong. And, and just saying, you know, I wanna take time for myself. And it, it's not about pleasing others. It's about just being you. Right.
2: And Karim, you, you, you say this thing quite often about you know, choosing purpose over
0: goals, and that's very profound to me. So, could you tell that tell that to the group a little bit more? So, uh, you know, so to me, this was the over the last seven years. It's probably been the most profound sort of um, realization for me that I was trained at Procter and Gamble for 29 years to be very focused on goals. Mm-hmm. And I love the company and they've done a fantastic job and whatever. But when I retired, I said to myself, there are three things I'm going to be focused on. One is travel. The other one is investments. And the other one is community work. And it, what struck me is that I didn't have goals for these things. hmm But I kind of came out not in a bad way because, you know, you know, I was so, 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 so inspired, you know, so happy to receive the LGBT person, you know, LGBTQ plus person of the year award out of my community work. I had never said that that was a goal Mm -hmm. on my investments. I had never said that, you know, I want to make, but I I had a kind of a goal, but, uh, you know, it was just something I enjoyed. And, then um, you know, when I, when I said I want to travel, um, I had never thought that I would achieve, you know, 180 countries, seven continents, and, and actually write a book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, so, so my point on being focused on purpose is so simple. It's so simple. You know, we are such a goal-oriented society. And sometimes we just need to do where Things that, you know, where, 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 your, where, where your purpose, you know, just meets your heart and, and it, 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 amazing things unfold. Does that answer your question, Ahmed? Beautifully. Thank you so much, Karim.
1: So on that note, uh, Karim, one of the things you just mentioned uh, when you mentioned investments is brings us to our next episode, which is the money episode. Now, I'm interested in this and let's be honest, most of us are right? Mm -hmm. Financial planning seems to be marketed more towards couples, like unless you count the ads on the subway targeting university students, right? Uh And (laughs) financially, you've managed yourself very well and have said on multiple occasions that it's never too late to start. So I'm curious how someone single can begin to build wealth. Now, whether they're starting in their 30s, Or let's be honest, if someone is out of a relationship or widowed or what have you, and they're only starting in their 60s due to whatever circumstance, right? So I guess I would ask you at this point is, how will the episode of money, how will they help us get started or to be more efficient as a single person in this area?
0: Michelle is such a loaded subject. You know why? Because I have watched so much you know, news on how, you know, people in the LGBT community are, you know, starting out at, uh, you know, there's many things not going right. Meaning, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, the benefits offered to them, the, you know, like, I mean, there's a myriad of things going, you know, which are headwinds. So this becomes an even more relevant subject for, 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 for me and for everyone who is, you know, kind of in the margins in the, in the community, maybe single women, maybe like, or oh, whatever it is. You know? And so, you know, you go to the bank and you try to get a mortgage, like it's just very, very complicated. So my input on this episode would be, you know, start out with just a very honest assessment on where you are. And, you know, because being single, you know, you don't have double incomes. And so you have to, it's almost like you have to, you have to try double, double, as. you know, you have to put it. And so I didn't, to your question about what age, you know, I actually, Michelle, did not do this until I was about 40. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then the key message I want to leave with people is education. Learn what it is that you, and education is two forms. One is what's your goal? And then how are you able to meet that goal? Because many people arrive at 55 and 60 in our community and actually everyone, and they they, they realize they don't have enough to survive on. So start early, getting educated, and I am a great example of I did not start until I was 40 because I was just very kind of, oh, I have money. Let's, let, let me go spend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, you, you know, there's never a right time for people, but there is a right space for people to be able to say, OK, you know, where do I want to be when I'm 65 or 70 or whatever your retirement age is? And if you are single you know, what do the numbers look like? Yeah,
2: and and Karim, you said something that I actually hadn't thought about before, which is very interesting that as queer people, you know, we live in a society that's very, I guess we have equal rights, I should say we're privileged within the society itself where, you know, you you can um, have legal relationships with your partners and enjoy some benefits, but there are many places in the world where even if you're not single and you have a partner, you're still seen by the government and the institutions as single people. So it's a message that's relevant for so many people. And um, one thing that I also want to share with our audience, um, while we're here is that as a part of these episodes, wherever we see fit, uh, we'll not only share our own stories, but we will also going to bring in cameos. So for example, for this money episode, we will have financial advisors in the episode and so on. So expect most of the episodes to have other people just sharing, not for you to be bored by our own voices as well, but, you know, some more industry leaders coming and sharing very good wisdom and insights as well. That was a little blurb about cameos, Michelle. Anything was else out
1: there? <laughs> that's a good one, but um, nice segue.
2: There you go. Well, this is awesome.
1: And. So in, in moving forward and t- tying into this is we were talking about, you know, how in certain places, maybe if you do have a partner, it's not recognized and some people are fortunate enough to maybe come from a family of origin, you know, where they do have some support in in starting some financial initiative or investing or what have you. But let's be honest, um, not everyone, especially as queer people or even, let's be honest, if it's not even about being queer, but if let's say you marry a partner who is outside of your own culture or religion, not everyone has that accepting family, right? The episode on reconstructing family, right? And You know, in addition to your family of origin, the concept of chosen family, and Karim, this came up a lot in our conversations, especially as our relationship progressed, like, You know, you're both part of my chosen family and it's been a godsend. So thank you both. But um, my question to you is, how do you define family? And when you say reconstruct, how will this episode help us do that?
0: What a loaded question. And I love it, by the way. I just absolutely love it. And, you know, we could, we could have a whole hour and five hours on this subject because, because what happens is, at least in cultures like mine, you know, and, and I think I speak for most people in the world, by the way. So it's not, you know, it's not, it, it's not Muslim Indian. Like it, it just is. You grow up thinking of family as a biological family and that's what matters in, you know, people who judge you, people who value you, people who credit you and, you know, and so I I think over life I've just found out that there is a different way to think about family because there are people who come into your life who are, and the two of you are great examples, by the way, you know, who come into your life, who are extremely, extremely loving and caring, and they listen, and they've got different points of view. So over time, you start, you know, sort of building this construct of a chosen family that is not just your biological family, because, because people around you life is what it is and people will be driven to where they are drawn to yeah right and, and so and so you know you know i have a wide network of people i know and so so i have built up, you know a whole sort of set of people around me who i love and adore mm-hmm. and so so then you know the evolution of that is You know, you don't just go by what is blood, but you also go by, you know, what is chosen and what the energy is around the people you have chosen. And then you reconstruct this, you know, diagram of, you know, who is your family because the traditional normal family is just blood. And I have learned that that's for me, at, at least needs to be completely, completely transformed. And
1: respond, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. So that's perfect Kermit because it leads right into our next episode, which is avoiding traps and choosing healthy relationships. And it's true that who you surround yourself with, whether it's friends, lovers, or even family members, determines the quality and dare I say, even the direction of your life, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, even like as in terms of dating, I, as someone who's ventured into online dating in the last couple of years, at an age where a lot of my friends' kids are starting university, this is an interesting subject, right? Because not on just a friendship level, but also in developing other relationships, and the importance of getting to know your own relationship patterns, romantic or otherwise, right? So in Choosing healthy relationships, what are you hoping that listeners will take away from this particular episode?
0: When you are single, you don't have anyone else to talk to in your own home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if there is a toxic relationship or if there's someone who is bothering you, you know, you can't talk it out because because many times Mm -hmm. I'm the only person who knows that individual. And so it imposes uh, some kind of uh, like, wow, how, how do I deal with this? And, and what happens is I start beating myself up for not, you know, necessarily having a healthy relationship. Because when you're single, you know, my experience, not everyone else's, you know, you just want to make sure you get along because you know what? Um, that's your family. That's you know, so. It's much harder to say no to a toxic relationship, in my opinion. When uh, you know, uh, uh, otherwise, when you, and I know this from experience. I, I have known relationships, and they have said, you know, we don't like this and this this and this person. And it's so much easier for them than it is for me, because mm-hmm. it's one opinion versus two. And so, you know, there are people. As Michelle has trained me, there are people who are, you know, hotel riders who will just go along with the ride for you. You know, you don't know if they're genuine or not, but they will just go on. And there are ankle biters who will try to bring you down. And so, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Michelle's guidance is awesome because this is where I, the awareness comes up in terms of relationships. Right. And it's such a rich subject. But I will tell you that, you know, my biggest struggle to wrap this up is to decide, you know, do I want to focus on the 5% who I think have something against me? And actually, it's maybe 20%. Maybe it's 30%. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to focus on the 30 or 50 or 70% who actually give me a lot of pleasure and love? And mm-hmm. so the trick is just to say no to people who don't give you that joy mm-hmm. in life and don't validate you. And, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, as a single person, that becomes even more important because otherwise, you know, the devil goes to your head yeah. and yeah. you think you are a bad person because one person said something and it's so not the right way to think about it.
1: Yeah. It's especially for someone like you Karim who has so like and I, it, this is not just obviously for you but for anyone listening who has a wide network. It's not about um the amount of people you know, it's the quality of those relationships. Like how do you feel when you leave you know, when you leave a person, like, do you feel better about yourself? Do you feel nurtured? Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the things that I'm looking forward to in this particular episode is again, just the key word of choosing healthy relationships. Like relationships are in abundance, but it's who are you surrounding yourself that takes you in the direction in which you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, your, your take on this, especially because, and Ahmed I think you and I can both speak to this as we've met you know I I met you know disclosure I met Ahmed at one of Karim's parties and we got along like a house on fire right and you have a, a <laughs> you have an ability to just bring people together uh, Karim so in this episode I implore everyone who's listening to this trailer to listen to that episode because there's something magical about not just choosing relationships but choosing healthy relationships, because life is constantly evolving. And so are you and Karim, like your guidance in this department, I think will help a lot of people because I know that even as a, you know, as, as an adult, you know, seven and dog years, well, less than that, six and a half dog years, (laughs) (laughs) who has cats, I've learned a lot in this area. And I think that your listeners will too.
2: Yeah. And, and and as you guys were talking about, right? Like I was reflecting on what I know about Karim. And you know, we 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 did talk about talking about in the episode itself, your concept of circles, and we'll get to that in the podcast itself. But what wanna share what I want to share with the listeners here is that Karim has a very intentional set of friends or community around him one of the things that i was was the most pleasant surprise and struck to me so much the first time i met karim was you know you go through your life with people who are single your friends were single your friends might be committed you got your parents as well but then you start thinking about how many people can they rely on how many people are truly there for them and for karim that was the surprise for me every person there was intentional, it was healthy, it was adding. And you know, we were talking about avoiding traps and we have an episode on building networks as well. And a part of that also is you can't expect everything from everyone. So how do you surround your network and connect with people to get that, right? And, and really in my perspective, you know, it's, I have this theory that whether we, You know, we we want a family and we want kids and we want to have these um, Sunday brunches with kids, friends and all of those things. And that's a part of the society what it's treated us to do. But what's fulfilling is it's the human need of having people different lives at different instances at different ages to be there for you, to help you and to nurture. So whether you're single or not, I think you'll still need that. Right. So you you want a replacement of the nephews and nieces you want a replacements of brothers and sisters you want a replacements of your parents so how do you do that and I think it's a very convoluted wholesome conversation that we're going to have over these three four episodes and what we're going to do is we're going to top it off by also talking about being single and being a parent or not because That's one of the things, and it's funny when we talked about this, you know, layout, this wasn't on our radar, because none of us are, you know, having kids, so we weren't thinking about it. But I had a visit to my uh, parents in Pakistan a few weeks ago, um, and it made me realize that a lot of people, the purpose in life that we're talking about comes from being a parent. The security in life or the money investment in life that comes around is being with a parent and having kids. So when we talk about you know, choosing singledom, we need to look at it from that perspective as well, because a lot of people are choosing to stay in relationships or be in a relationship just so that they can have kids. And we wanna explore that dependency a little bit as well and talk about as a single person, what are your opportunities? What are the questions that you should ask yourself to A, identify if you can have kids or you should wanna have kids? And then B, if you want to have kids, what's, what's the right support structure you need around that? Or if you are someone in a committed relationship and found find yourself, now you found yourself single or want to be single uh, and, and split with your partner and you have kids, what do you need to consider about that? So it's going to be a very interesting conversation, I think, as well. And, and you know, this set episodes that we we're talking about family, building networks, uh, avoiding traps, being a parent. I think it's such a human conversation, and when I said, you know, this this podcast has been therapeutic for me, this is the part I'm talking about.
0: Oh, Ahmed, thank you. Oh no, absolutely. This has been a joy. You know, I've you know,
2: Michelle says she's got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps right now as well. Yes, <laughs> and it's you
1: know what? It's it's true. It's one of those things that I don't think people. Talk enough about because I think there's that stigma of oh well I'm single I guess my ship is sailed and it's like no there are Mm -hmm. different opportunities and there's a lot to consider you know I'm sure every woman who's who is listening to this has ridden those waves of you know you know Mm -hmm. do I procreate or not right but again I bet
0: I bet I I mean Mm -hmm. so much goes into it right I mean we're also trained and we are brought up in many 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 faiths say, you know, you procreate and we want to, you know, the stories I've heard about, you know, we need a grandson and we need a grandchild, we need a grand, grandchild, you know, grand, you know, grand, you know, it's just, it's just, it just gets to you and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know what? We don't need to carry that burden. Yeah. I had
2: an interesting conversation with my mother while I was away. And she was telling me about her friend who is in her 60s now. She's a doctor. She never had kids. And then she separated with her partner after 20 to 30 years of marriage. Um, and she's lived a full life. You know, she's traveled. She has had hobbies. She's the most interesting person that I know. And my mother was saying that, you know, her friend told her that now when she goes to meet her friends, who have kids and grandkids, it makes her sad uh, because she feels alone and she feels like she's not a part of this regular, I'm doing the air quotes, regular style, lifestyle that there is. And the crux to it really is, it's not her feeling bad when she's by herself. It's her feeling bad when she's
0: around other people who tell her it's bad. So how do you deal with that, right? And I think- Absolutely, is- yeah. so influenced by- You know by by traditional paradigms and I I think that's the beauty of this whole subject because we need to come out and and you know like introduce new paradigms in life because you know um, Mm -hmm. Ahmed, Ahmed and Michelle you know there are so many people struggling with mental health issues there are so many people struggling with you know the suicide levels have gone up you know, because people just are, un, uh, they don't know how to live a life that is not a married life. And, you know, and COVID has just increased the intensity of that because, you know, there are many people out there who just are now actually genuinely physically and emotionally alone. Right. And so I, I think this podcast, you know, Hopefully, it can provide some level of relief and maybe guidance and you know, light to you know, people are going through that because it saddens me. uh, You know, the the number of suicides that are going on, the number of mental health issues that are going on. You know, it's just because it's you know, society has trained us Mm -hmm. into you know, you grow up, you get married, you know, you have a house, you have dogs, you have. Track or, like, or whatever you know but not everyone is that's not everyone's ambition right and that's right. not everyone's goal in life right and so the subject of being single and happy is 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 very relevant because there are so many people who are in that category anyway
2: right so I think we've we've done a good job of talking about you know different aspects of being single you know being yeah. comfortable with yourself how to build a network around you and support structure around you and then um, we wanted to get into conversation about okay what is the meaning of purpose and feeling abundant in being single and happy and there's a part to that is around giving back it's giving something back to the universe. Um, and we want to explore that. And, and Karim, you mentioned very briefly uh, and very modestly uh, about the work that you do in community. But, you know, Karim is an influential person who does not just affect people's lives who know him, but also beyond that. He's making a difference in this world, in this universe, um, for about many people. And ha- he has been recognized by that as well, for that as well. So maybe, Karim, let's, let's jump and dive into that a little bit why is that colonization so relevant important to being single and happy as well i.e why do you need to impact your community to be single and happy
0: so that's another really loaded question ahmed because as as we evolve in life you know we, we we you know like i said about the you know chosen families reconstructing and and so forth but To me, at least, I had to rethink my place in the community and, you know, what I want to do for the community at large because, you know, then your relationship gets defined in a much broader construct. And so, at least in my experience, I have found that contributing back to the community gives you so much joy and so much Actually, it's not just satisfaction, but it's just, you know, you are changing the causes that you believe in. Mm -hmm. And that is so important, you know, because it defines your purpose. It defines, you know, many, 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 many things. So, you know, getting engaged with the community uh, has at least two benefits. One is it gives you a feeling of self-satisfaction, but my goodness, it so expands your network of people that Mm -hmm. you're with, you know, Um, and and you're finding like-minded people and you're finding people who are actually a lot more in agreement with you and your lifestyle and so forth. And so this is a huge, huge piece, you know, and the key message to our listeners here is stay connected to a good cause. And if you are, then you know what life will just unfold in a way that you don't know because you will meet people who are like-minded and give you a lot of nourishment.
2: And it's interesting you say that as well, Karim, because earlier you talked about changing the paradigm, right? And creating a new paradigm if you want to be single. So there's a, there is an accepted, normalized, alternate lifestyle. And you're doing that, right? Through so the community work, it's not just helping others; it's helping you. But it's creating that absolutely, that absolutely what some other people created for you, and you're just now adding to it. And I think it's it's so important.
0: Yeah, it it feels so obvious. Yeah, but I, I think you know you know one of my mantras is you know you give and you get, yeah. right? And so it it, it, it it's beautiful. So I, I think people underestimate the value of volunteerism and just getting into the community and getting yourself in, in touch with people who believe in a common cause as yeah. yourself. And that in itself is so healthy.
2: And I love that you say that it's so obvious, but it's obvious to you. It's not obvious to a lot of people. And I think that's where, you know, just getting your wisdom there and how you found that part and, you know, Achieve that realization, I think would be so good for all of us listening to it.
1: I think what's interesting too is I couldn't help when you were speaking there, Karim. I I had a little smile on my face because Dr. Maya Angelou said it best. She's like, when you get, give. When you learn, Mm -hmm. teach. And you are a man that does that generously. Right. Oh. Yeah. So this is, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a great episode. Yeah. It's going to be a great episode. And it's weird. So, how do we even go into the next topic? Because this is what, let's be honest, a lot of people it's want. It's about, to know about it.
0: sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Is that the last one?
1: Well, the thing is, you know what? It's not us because obviously we're just squeaky clean, the three of us. Um, But this is a subject that a lot of people talk about, whether they are single or partnered. But again, this is about being single and happy. And full disclosure, I got to admit, I'm uh, a bit like Sandy in public, but more like a Rizzo behind closed doors myself. (laughs) Jokes aside, (laughs) jokes aside, religious guilt combined with being gay has led me to be a bit of a late bloomer in this department. So I'll just ask, what are some of the points that this episode will touch on? And I guess we'll let answer that question. If can one be sexually satisfied while being single?
0: Oh, I think that question comes from me, but the answer is absolutely yes. The answer is absolutely yes. But this is actually, you know, it, 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 like it, it's 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 a sex episode, and it's a very sexy episode, you know. Like, so, I, I I think we will get through a lot of content in this episode. But all I can tell you is, we we grow up with so many influences telling us when and when not to have sex with someone. Mm-hmm. May it be faith-based, may it be community-based, may it be society-things-based, may it be... Oh, there are so many things, but sex is sex. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be, in my view, completely, completely dissociated with you know, any one of those beliefs because it's a physical thing. And so, you know, we will get more into that because because I do feel very strongly about about this episode.
1: It's going to be interesting because we all have really different perspectives too, right? So it's interesting to, this is going to be a great episode. I can tell, I can already see everyone listening and twiddling their fingers saying, oh my goodness, I wonder what they're going to talk about. Well, you'll just have to tune in and find out. (laughs)
2: <laughs> exactly, and and I think it's it's such an interesting one as well because you know as as Karim you mentioned there are layers of you know influences that make I guess the emotional or mental influences that society, culture, faith, sexuality makes on sex. But at the end of the day, if you're talking from the lens of being single, sex is always celebrated. If you are having sex with the intention of getting to a relationship, you're having sex in a relationship or you're having sex to procreate those are the celebrated sexes um the other one can be but it's celebrated like a dirty secret or you know a guilty pleasure that you did so how do we remove guilty out of it and i know from my background it's going to be great emotional baggage we love talking about emotional baggage especially when it's around sex but we're going to hear some contradicting and uh, you know contrasting stories as well from people who don't have that and that there's going to be more insight of how we can learn and grow and, you know, let loose of our
0: baggage in the Department of Sex here. Ahmed, you know, you said it right. You know, you, you and Michelle, oh, my goodness, because this is probably one of the hardest subjects to handle. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like it's actually doesn't need to be. Mm -hmm. It's all a matter of how you think about it. You know, at the end of the day, sex is just, I shouldn't say just, you know, it it needs to be celebrated. People need to come together to to, to satisfy whatever needs they have. Mm -hmm. And us putting labels on it
1: is so not, in my view, constructive. It's not,
0: you know, so we'll get a lot more into that because this is one of my favorite episodes.
1: Yeah, we will get into it. We will get into it. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nudge, nudge. All
2: right. So I think we're, we've got to give you a bit of a teaser of what this podcast or the season would look like of the podcast uh, I hope you're as excited as the three of us about all of these topics. Michelle, Karim, anything that you want to add? How are you feeling? Are you raring to go? How? What are your thoughts here?
1: Well, I'll, I'll just, one of the things I'm excited about is, you know, it's like anything, as you have a conversation and you exchange ideas, I'm excited to see what the response is from people who are listening. Because again, we're all mirrors mm-hmm. for, the three of us are mirrors for each other. However, we're going to get perspectives from people who are listening, and I'm excited to see when they, inter- when they interact with us on Instagram, like questions and their perspectives and how we can learn from them, how, you know, like it's, it's pretty exciting to see the dialogue that will start and how, as much as we are looking to share, I'm also excited about learning. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? From, from other people, Absolutely. Michelle, and and can you share with our audience um, the ways they can get in touch with us?
1: Oh, of course. So one of the first things is to log on to Instagram and follow us at being single and happy. And you can check out our website at www.beingsingleandhappy.com. And I think that's the best way to get in touch with us right now. And yeah, that's how the dialogue will happen. Yeah,
2: and just to add to that, you can always comment and DM our Instagram uh, to our website. We also have our email addresses, so you can send in your emails. And if they're longer notes, if that's what you feel more comfortable for, um, it's Karim at Being Single, single and Happy.com, Michelle at Being Single and Happy.com, and Emmett at Being single and
0: Oh, what a team we are! Oh my goodness. <laughs> You know, So all I want to say to our listeners, thank you for hearing us out. And if you're still around and listening, then we would love to have you back, you know, in, in, our, in our series that is going to be launched pretty soon. Today's our first trailer episode.
2: And we might as well, we say it's also our first podcast ever. So we're having a lot of fun just exploring how we do on this podcast.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be a fun we'll journey that you're going to get right. to
0: You know, forgive us. We're just trying thing out. You know, you you know, know what? Stuff. It's just
1: be patient with the virgins. Be patient with the virgins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we should just end the conversation right here now. <laughs> I think this is a I'm good with- teaser there for us.
1: <laughs> Thanks again. Again. Feel free to interact with us at beingsingleandhappy.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Looking forward to tuning in. And let's have an awesome run with the Being Single and Happy podcast. Ahmed, you're awesome. Karim, thank you for creating this and inviting us to be part of this journey. And I'm looking forward to a wild ride.
0: Oh, I'm honored that both of you are part of this. You have been listening to Being Single and Happy with Karim Latak. You can follow us on Instagram. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. Until then, may you be happy.